Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher, and welcome to Two, two Peas in a Podcast. A relationship advice show from two people who like each other very, very, very much. much. Welcome back, Stephanie, to the pod. The pea pod, where we do our podcast. I think it's 98 degrees outside. Oh my goodness. First day of fall. Is it a solstice or an equinox? Is that a fall thing? What do they call it the first day of fall? Is the moon in a certain place? The first day of fall? I don't remember. I know what you're talking about, but I'm not... Re- <laughs> For some reason, my brain is like, equinox? Because like winter... It's the summer solstice. Summer solstice. And then the winter is like the shortest fall day equinox. of the year. Is the fall like the most medium day of the year? Whatever it's been, it's been the hottest day of the year. So our bedroom is upstairs and we took a nap earlier. And our downstairs is perfect, like 72 degrees. But then her upstairs bedroom is... Like 100. It's really toasty. It's one of those situations where... Um, I don't know, houses are supposed to be insulated, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one of those situations where the insulation... I think it's like reverse acting where it tries to make it as uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> yeah. um, I always thought that Pink Panther insulation it just like had the Pink Panther on it and it just looked so comfortable. And then I think I laid in it one time and my dad was like, that's got glass in it. And I was like, oh. You know, I like how he summarized that. He's like, yeah, that's fiberglass. It you doesn't know? look like glass. One of the key components of fiberglass. I never knew glass sun. could look so gentle and comforting. And it's got a, my favorite Pink Panther. I always thought it was cotton candy. Oh, I ate it and it was the worst. I had a very bad. Why does my belly itch? <laughs> Oh, well, if you've never uh, listened to the show before, welcome. If uh, we are, We're so happy to have you here. Uh, I, w- I want to encourage you. I usually do this at the end, but I'm switching it up. We want you to do a couple things for us. If it's uh, your first time or you're coming back, if you haven't yet joined our Facebook group, it's facebook.com slash group slash podcast. All of our Peapod squad, they hang out over there, and they're so fun, asking the good questions and being cool to each other. It's the best. You can also get us on the Twitters, uh, Peapodcast, or, uh, you know, this is a question and answer show. So get your questions or suggestions into us at contactpeapodcast at gmail.com. Also, we'd love to get ahead on all of those other Peapodcast named podcast however many there are on itunes we want to differentiate ourselves so go on uh, itunes or apple podcasts or wherever your fine podcasts are downloaded from and give us a hit them five stars do that please we'd love that and uh, so yeah join the conversation on the uh, facebook group and we'll see you there so now it's time for what's that guy the rest of the story who's that guy so this is two people in a podcast. <laughs> I don't know who that guy is, so sorry, honey. So this is two peas in a podcast. It's a relationship advice show. Dell's googling it uh, from two people that like each other very, very much. Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Don't know who that is. He says the rest of the story. He tells weird stories and about old timey things. Okay, go ahead. Uh, two peas in a podcast. It's a relationship show from two people that like each other very, very much. Our show has two parts. The first part is P's and Q's or something. (laughs) The first part is P's and Q's where we take a relationship question and talk about it. And then the second part of the show is the split where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it. It's a podcast, so there's lots of talking. You know, podcasts. This podcast technology, I feel like we should 
trademark it and maybe give it to other people who might have opinions. Do you feel like we can make some money off of it? I feel like we need fewer two peas in a podcast podcast first, though. Oh, okay. Well, we're, that's our goal. Take them down. We got to get those reviews. One at a time. One at a time. <laughs> okay. So, Stephanie, subject matter today. Oh, that's right. I was going to talk about that. So, today, we're going to be doing a podcast about divorce. We're going to try to keep it as light as possible, but given the topic... It's probably going to have a little bit of ebb and flow. Yeah, you talk to different people about divorce, and some people are, like, happy about it because they were in a bad situation, or they're just interesting people. Um, And then sometimes you have divorce where it is very, very hard. And I feel like most of the time divorce is a very, very difficult thing, even if it was for for the better, I think. Yeah, there's a scale or questionnaire on some of life's most stressful events. And, of course, divorce is up there. Like, it's a yeah. super stressful thing. It's a big deal. Through. It's a big deal. I am divorced. Stephanie is, has also been divorced. And so having gone through this, not that I I don't think I could necessarily give any better advice than anybody else being divorced. But I want to know. I want you to know we have solidarity with you. Well, I think that's, like, I never know if we're the best people to talk to about divorce because we've both gotten divorced, or if we're the worst people because, like, what do they really know? What do they really know? Oh, my gosh, though. The other day I heard a woman saying something like, my husband and I will never get divorced. We just don't believe in divorce. And every time I hear that, I think, I'm like, well, yeah, that's really cute, but, like, divorce isn't you know a fairy or it isn't like a magical creature (laughs) the divorce fairy and that's also a thing to say because like you might think that and that might be true for you but people change over time and that doesn't mean it's not true for your spouse and another thing that you doesn't mean it's true for your spouse true yes yes yeah and you had mentioned this and as we were talking and preparing that while we have both been divorced we're not like pro-divorce no i'm definitely not pro-divorce i think i would tell most people i'm like try to work it out as long as humanly possible yeah, don't don't most people. do it you could do it you can work it out but sometimes you, you can't but I, I don't want you to think that you're just like running around like helping people get divorced all the time like that's not what we want we think that you know marriage relationships you know god honoring marriage relationships are very very good cool things but when they are uh, um, abusive and things are really, 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 really bad, um, then maybe it's time to go do some more stuff. Well, and that's the weird part because we're not pro-divorce, but then I also feel like a hypocrite because it's like, well, it's easy for you to... I, and then I don't know. I'm like, is it easy for me to say not to get divorced because I already got divorced and now I have a great marriage? Or am I really just like... Hey, I've been there. It's really hard. I've come through the other side. It's not what you think. That's, I don't know. That's it. I think what we can do is not be the ones to say whether you should or should not. But if someone is interested in asking us questions about it, we can give them our opinion. Such that's as, fair. Such as what we are doing today. Let's hit it. I have my first question, but I, w- I wanted to take a little... Uh, so I, you're going to hate me for this, but I have uh, started to do my notes in Comic Sans. Ugh. So I don't, I've never been diagnosed as having any sort of dyslexia or anything, but I, I don't know. I get numbers and stuff mixed oh, around a lot. do you do lot. that so you can read better? Yeah. That's a good idea. Now I feel bad for ugh-ing. No, it's so, because it's, I hate looking at it, but since Comic Sans is so terrible to look at, I know exactly what every single letter is. Oh, that's really that good idea sense? of you. Yeah, Del does have a hard time uh, reading some stuff. Like, people make fun of his spelling, and I get really defensive. I'm like, I'm hey, at- like, he has trouble. Like, letters mi- get mixed it's, up in your head. It's not that I'm bad at spelling. It's I'm good at other things. <laughs> well, I mean, if you physically can't see it because your brain is different, I don't know. But 
Comic Anyhow. Sans is so terrible and so crazy and so much the worst thing that it just it just like burns itself in your brain when you're looking at the letters. So it's very easy to see. So on that note, written in Comic Sans, helping me read my notes better, we have a, our, our listener letter for P's and Q's from Mary. And Mary asks, I know the show is about helping people realize they can like each other very, very much. But sometimes couples decide that, in fact, they can't like each other very often or very much. Then what? We recently found out that some good friends of ours, who we have only ever known as a couple, are getting divorced. Do you have any suggestions on how we can support them both and be there for them without getting, quote, in the middle of things? We want to refrain from... Uh, we want to remain friends with both parties, and importantly, we want to support our friends in this incredibly difficult time. And that's from Mary. So, it's a heavy day. It's a heavy day for advice in divorce land. Well, Mary, I'm sorry that your friends are getting divorced. I think one of the realities of divorce that people don't mention is it's obviously the hardest for the couple and then the family that's splitting up. Mm-hmm. But then also, it is a grieving for your friends and your family because you've welcomed these people together and now they are splitting apart and everything you've ever known from them will be different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a loss there. So if you need to take time to grieve that and get through that, I think that's normal and okay. Mm-hmm. And I do think that having the intention of we want things to not change, we still want to be friends, Like I think it's okay to have that intention but the fact is it's going to change. It's going to be really different. It's going to be different. It's going... I can't even talk about the ways that it will be different, but it will be different. Yeah. Uh, but telling them that you're there for them, telling them that you're not picking sides. Again, I would say depending on the circumstances, um, if it's something where you feel okay to kind of keep things together, sometimes if it's bad enough you do need to pick a side we we have a few friends that have gotten divorced and that we normally don't pick a side there's one time we did pick a side because it was a really unhealthy person it was bad it was, but that was more for us than it was for the person getting divorced yeah and but just to, that just for them to know that the support is there um i think you know taking them out individually like go grab a beer or go do whatever just be there for them i know when i was going through divorce the best thing it's just my friend being like hey let's go see a movie and just going out and just being together yeah totally and not trying to force conversation and not you do it as some, some like like from the or from the back like back door ha gotcha we're gonna confront you but just being there not even asking questions oh, just being there for them is so big and so huge i feel like i remember this one guy who was your pseudo friend you telling me he, he like invited you up for coffee and then was kind of trying to talk you out of it although it was already over and then he was like by the way did you know how bad divorce is don't do that like if yeah. you're listening and you think that telling someone that they're horrible for getting divorced after they're already going through it like we know yeah you already feel like crap all the time anyway. Yeah, it's very difficult. Uh, I think in this situation, though, if um, you said that any suggestions we support them without getting in the middle of things. And yeah, like you don't want to be the he said, she said. You don't want to be the person like pass- passing messages back and forth between the spouses. Like that's what lawyers are for. And I know like <laughs> offer to babysit, offer to to just be, be there. there take care of the pets if they've got them and like like i said one-on-one stuff with like with a couple you and your partner and uh you know one-on-one no strings attached just hanging out like that's really really important 
uh, one of my friends, uh, good friends, was getting divorced this past year, and we hung out like once a week for like a month without even talking about it. And then finally he started opening up about it. And it wasn't a tactic. I'm going to wear him down. You know, it wasn't one of those sorts of things. It just happened. And I told him but the first start, I'm not asking you out to get questions answered. I don't care. I just know you're going through a hard time and I want to be here for you. That's the best thing you can do. I totally agree. I think that's the best thing you can do as a person and as a friend for anyone going through a hard time is just be there. And then I think for yourself, what you can expect, like expect the unexpected and expect weird ups and downs. And I also want to say when someone's going through divorce, sometimes your decision making as you're going through it, no, a rational person can do irrational things. Mm -hmm. And so I would expect some up and downs, expect some weird plot twists and turns. And as the person goes through it, just try to be as supportive as you can without trying to get reeled in if their decision making goes a little Mm -hmm. off. Oh, yeah. okay. Because stuff just happens where even the most logical people are like, you know, it'd be a good idea keying their car because they got a new girlfriend soon. (laughs) I don't don't know. actually know anyone that did that, but I could see someone... Like, thinking that that illogical thing is now a good idea. Common sense is not common, as they say. And uh, when you're in a highly pressurized situation, it's easy to do something that can be perceived later on as stupid. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think the real test of it is not necessarily in the beginning, because being there in the beginning is not too bad. And it's not necessarily in the middle, because the middle of divorce is okay, It's a year or so down the road Mm -hmm. because a year or so down the road, a lot more has happened. And then whatever life choices they're making might distance you. Mm -hmm. So I think allow yourself to expect like you never know what's going to happen and allow that to be okay for yourself. Yeah. Uh, I also think I think this would be my last piece of input for this would be making sure that if you and your partner have decided that together you want to support these people is making sure that you and your partner are on a united oh, yeah, front totally. um, and especially not i don't how do how do i best put it not being played against each other totally of like oh well mary said this and i'm talking to you know the husband of the situation and then like oh well blah 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 like and then you know making sure that when i go home i'm talking to you about what we did when you are if you're hanging out like we have we have communication together the best way that we can help them together is if we are on the same page um because it's very easy to pick sides and it's very easy to be swayed by those things but if you together with your partner mary have decided that we want to help them together kind of come up with a game plan and how you're going to go about those things um i call it like putting together an infrastructure of how things are going (laughs) to work before you go out and do them it's easier to get from a to b when you know where you're going rather than like okay i'm here now what um, so kind of have a plan with your partner on how these conversations are going to happen after if you're in individual situations um, and what you want to do for them. Uh, I think I think I personally have found that very helpful for me with my friends who are going through divorce and for the friends that have helped me as I was going through divorce. And then I agree with you on that. I think that's really good because I remember you and I would try to do that and it wasn't trying to be gossipy or be like make sure Dell knows all the details it was more of like hey we went out for coffee like we talked about whatever just so you know because Mm -hmm. then if Dell gets asked about it or confronted or something comes up um then he has information and isn't caught off guard well and we have a cone of silence 
Oh, yeah. It's nothing. If you tell us what's going on. We tell each other. And if you say, this is not for the podcast, we won't talk about it on the podcast. (laughs) Or ever repeat it to anyone. I I think that's the one of the best things I like about you is that we are just on the same page about things. And it's like, hey, this happened. We had this conversation. And you're like, your secret's safe with me. And you just lock it in your heart. Well, and I also want to give a shout out to the last thought I have is I think your friend Adam was a phenomenal friend and still is a phenomenal friend. Yeah. So, Adam, if you're listening, I think you're a phenomenal friend to Dell. But I remember he is still friends with you mm-hmm. and he's still friends with your ex wife, mm-hmm. I think. I, this is just from what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Or, but I think one of the things he did that was so mature is he would tell you when he was interacting with her, not. In a, like, this is what we did. This is what happened. But he was like, just so you know, we hung out because I still love her and we're friends. Mm -hmm. And then he never said anything mean about either one of you. But I loved that he was adult enough to maintain relationship with both people, but then candidly tell both of you, just so you know, like, I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, I have so much respect for him. I thought that was great. Well, and I learned a lot there from him. And maybe this is my last, last piece of advice. <laughs> if you are in those one-on-one situations, don't badmouth the other person there. If some, if they are, if they need to gripe or complain about their ex-spouse or something that that's going on, like yeah, definitely listen to there and don't don't be like, oh, don't say that. Like no, let them do it because that's that won't last forever. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, most likely. Uh, but don't buy into it. Be like, oh yeah, they suck. Like they don't. That's not <laughs> helpful. And uh, especially if you want to keep things healthy on your end. You know, you don't want it to come back. They're like, oh, yeah, well, Dell thinks you're a piece of garbage, too. It's like, no, 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 no. Uh, so you want to keep yourself clear of that if it's all possible. Again, this is all under the assumption that we are not in, like, a violent, abusive, terrible, terrible, terrible sort of situation, Um, I guess. Maybe it's because Adam is Canadian. I think it's the Canadian. <sighs> He's just got so much chill, doesn't he? Most Canadians are just, well, I know. chill. Because it's colder. Oh, I didn't even mean it that way. I just meant he's like, I don't know, seems like a chill dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, uh, Mira, I hope that helps. And if anybody else has any advice or tips or anything when we post this up, uh, feel free to comment in the comment section below on the Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash podcast. We'll see you there. So, Stephanie, now that we're done with P's and Q's, what's next up on the show? The Split, where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it. Oh, yeah. So we're still, uh, normally we do like kind of random subjects, right? But you said we're, we're on the path of divorce. The divorce fairy <laughs> is here in the it studio. It exists. It's a real thing. She's in the studio. Uh, she carries a bag of quarters. Uh, so have you, this is from... The super legit website, businessinsider.com. That sounds like it could be. It's like an insider of business. Like, that's a big deal. Well, and sometimes I'll do factoids about something, like an article that's a listicle. And I hadn't done one for a while because I was trying to get into legit stuff. But I figured, why not? (laughs) (laughs) So the title of this is 13 Facts About Divorce Every Couple Should Know Before Getting Married. All right. But we're already married. So this is just basically 13 facts about divorce. Are we going through all 13 of them? No, that'd be horrible. Okay. (laughs) All right, people strap in. Get ready to be sad. No, and we tried to pick some that were 
happy. The funny reasons for divorce? No, I oh, don't no, no, know. No, 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 not not about divorce, but things you should know about it before. Yeah, so okay. this isn't this isn't all Debbie Downers. There's one that's a super Debbie Downer for sure, but we thought it was too important to like not talk about. Okay, well then, let's get this uh, show on the road, I guess. <laughs> boat. I was like, boat on the town? Is that boat on the... Let's get this boat on the road. River. Mm-hmm. Not wherever you take boats. So... The first one we thought we'd talk about is there was a study done in the Journal of Couple and Family Psychology. Uh, it was a really small study. It was only 52 couples. But they talked about the final straw and what finally broke the camel's back and why people got divorced. Mm. But then also contributing factors for what leads to a marriage kind of dissolving. Okay. So I thought, why not talk about contributing factors and then the final straw? Sure. Go for it. Okay. You ready? Okay. Contributing factors. But then you're, this is the 13, but we're only doing three, right? Correct. Okay, okay. So some contributing factors are, oh wait, no, I'm actually summarizing, this is the first point, one of 13. Oh, okay. So the first point, one of 13, contributing factors to getting divorced are lack of commitment. Makes sense. (laughs) You know what? I'm not feeling very committed to this relationship. Maybe you should get a divorce. I know. Sometimes (laughs) I read these and I'm like, wow, shocking. I'm glad you're just telling me that. (laughs) Lack of commitment. Uh, infidelity mm-hmm. and too much conflict. Too much conflict. I don't know what the breaking point is for that. Like sixty percent. I would say that different people can handle different amounts of conflict. Oh, that's fair. So maybe whatever is too much for your baseline. What if you have a zero baseline? Like, hmm, mm. I'm too zen for anything. Well, then you, yeah, hmm, yeah. That's I don't know. Maybe you, it's okay to have a little bit of conflict. Okay. I think some is okay. So, okay, so those are... Okay, so those are contributing factors. Okay. But the final straw, so that leads to people finally getting divorced, and this might be helpful because people might be wondering if they've never gotten divorced, what leads to it. So number one, not shocking, infidelity. Yes. Number one thing people cited, uh, domestic violence. Yeah, big one. So that's pretty big. And then the number three, substance abuse. Oh, yeah, that's a... That's... I, I... it's almost like those things should all be tied, you know? I feel like those are all heavy, major deal yeah. breakers, I guess? Well, and I think we talked about it before. Like, those are all the major breaches of trust. Oh, okay. So, like, once you break that thing, like, it just really can crumble your relationship if you can't recover. Yeah, those are big. I would say any one of those is a breach of trust. Like, if I found out that you were, um, like, sleeping around all over the place while doing pounds of coke... That I'd be like, oh, hmm. Well. Probably shouldn't laugh about that. I'm like, pounds. Pounds. I don't know. I've never done cocaine, so I don't know. But, I don't know um, uh, but I would say that, yes, especially if you're unaware of that person's behavior and then you're in that relationship, like that's causing a danger uh, to you health wise. It's causing a danger to you possibly physically, emotionally abusive. Some of it's illegal. Um, so definitely, yeah, I could see why those would be top contributing factors to divorce. Yep. All right, next one. Number two. This is from the Journal of Women's Health. So instead of just 52 couples, they have a sample of 79,000 women. Whoa! And then this was a study of women between the ages of 50 and 79. So they found that for some women who got divorced, there were actually a lot of positive health benefits for older women. Really? Yes. I thought that was interesting. So I'm not advocating that older women should rush out and get divorced to be healthy. <laughs> the new health craze. The new health craze. Hmm, drop 170 what is, pounds. Look what's on the front page of Red Book. Oh, you know. Okay. 
So uh, they looked at women's BMI, their blood pressure, diet, and how much physical activity they did. And they found that women who got divorced or separated had a lower BMI and more nutritious diet. What? I mean, part of me that feels like that kind of makes sense. But I don't know. I don't know. Part of me thinks that too. I'm thinking it starts with the diet part because I don't know. If I'm you're being... married to a man, men are bad at food. Sometimes. Health food. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But that makes sense to me because I feel like, I don't know. I'm being so general. I don't know if there's any studies yeah. behind this. I do feel like men tend to eat worse. Yeah. And I don't want to get into hypothetical non-research. It would be fun to know. Not fun. It'd be interesting to know with what research said of like why um, less pizza and football. Like, yeah, that would lower your BMI. You know? Yeah. So their BMIs got better. Then they had healthier diets. Uh, but the point of that study was overall to look at there's a lot of negative health effects of getting divorced. Okay. But then this one was, are there any positives? <laughs> yeah. Well, I never even thought about health effects of divorce. So uh, it's interesting that regardless of, you know, we could speculate, like I said, the silly like beer fruit snacks i don't know whatever but um i do it is interesting that there is something like that tied to the health aspect of it yeah definitely i think so yeah so again not advocating to uh get healthy that way but you know why not talk about some positives yeah and then the most shocking one of all number one couples who display contempt are more likely to split up so is that a real one? Yes. Is that real? They did yes. research on that? John Gottman. Oh, Do you remember him? Is he the love language He's man? The, uh, no, that's James Chapman. He's the love lab man. Oh, okay. So this guy traps you in a, in a room with your spouse and he watches you and then he can predict him if you got divorced or not. Right? Yeah. That's like, that's like a way, way stupid oversimplification of what he actually did. What if John Gottman is the divorce fairy? <laughs> He's real. He we've exists. Read, we've read a couple of his books, and they're super interesting. They're really good. And I would recommend you checking that out just as an interesting read. But uh, so, okay. So John Gottman, the genius himself, how much research do you think he had to do to figure out that couples who show contempt for each other get divorced? So much. Well, but then I thought, well, what's contempt? So they defined contempt as a mix of anger and disgust. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh, I hate you. Ugh. Yeah, that would, I would get, I mean, I feel that, yeah. If you're disgusted by someone, and if someone's disgusted by you, um, try to get it worked out maybe in counseling. But is, so that's that's crazy. Well, and then what we read about his books were he was, I think, really big on um, it's tiny little breaches of trust or like little things that happen over time that add up to like this huge thing. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just this contempt is years of, you know, the first thing we talked about it, years of like too much conflict and lack of commitment and it just adds up and then you just get contempt? full of contempt. If you've got contempt, man, I can only think of maybe like, well, I know that you have contempt for the ice cream, man. Um, but different I, thing. I don't know if there's anything that I have contempt for. I don't think you've ever had contempt for anyone in your life. No, I like pretty much most everyone. I think I might have contempt <laughs> for like those, you know, those um, 
the Dyson, those really, really cool Airblade hand dryers. Oh. There's like some off-brand ones. Oh, of I them. thought you were going to say you hated those. No. I was like, don't tell I me you hate the Dyson. I wash them. my hands three times when I see those because it's so much fun. I know. I love them. But then there's like a cheaper version and it just doesn't go as good. Oh, yeah. We have some of those at work and I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to dry my hands on the insides of my pockets because I cannot <laughs> handle this like, like Bush League off-brand. <laughs> Dyson like come on I didn't know you did that I do them at the bottom of my pants when I just don't feel like if there's a line or something I'm like I'll just dry them off at the bottom of my pants by your shoes yeah like the lower part of your pants so the top doesn't look wet so you have to bend over yeah but you wear a lot of khakis so the water would show I wear a lot of black pants I so here's my trick get your hands they're wet get them wet get them wet (laughs) wet and wild all right uh and you kind of shake them shake it off and then you stick them in your pockets you kind of scrunch them around (laughs) And then you're done. I don't that's think it. that's a terrible idea. What if someone actually made like towel pockets? Pocket towels. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Winner. This podcast brought to you by Pocket, Pocket Towel. Uh, yeah. That's the only thing I really contempt for because I'm like, if you're going to try to be like a Dyson Air thing, just try. Don't just say, hey, it looks like it, but not really. I hate that. Uh, so I'm disgusted by it. And that's the three facts we picked out from the 13. We'll post a link to the article in the show notes so if you want to look up other ones they're kind of interest excuse me they're kind of interesting to look at there are 10 more 10 more 10 more of them so two of them two of the other ones were ones we had already talked about oh we are i just kind of feel like a winner for two peas in a podcast ahead of the curve on divorce research what 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 well yes if like uh stephanie said posted on our facebook page if you'd like to find that facebook page again it's facebook.com slash group slash P podcast and then you can email us at contactppodcast at gmail.com we'd love your ratings and reviews on SoundCloud or iTunes or Apple Music and we are just so happy that you were here so hopefully we'll see you again next week every Tuesday we release a new episode and hopefully you're there along with a new friend a new oh, p- yeah. at a new P how many P's can we fit in this pod all of them how many P's go in a pod usually 14 I don't know <laughs> Three, four. Have you ever seen peas in a, I've seen edamame in a pod. Is that similar? Yeah. Remember, I can't eat split peas because they hurt my stomach, but they're basically my most favorite food in the world. Oh, you have been eating a lot of split pea soup lately. Oh, I know. I love split pea soup. So good. I like it because it tastes good, but it looks like something that you would eat. E- at the a, Exorcist. Like a, at the Exorcist or some like, I was going to say old timey fantasy, uh, like an old timey fantasy pub. Or tavern. It's. I just remember always loving split pea soup. I just love the taste of them. I don't know. Mm. Peas. I mean, I love that they're just delicious. But the anyway. Anyway, get that ham in there. Mm, mm. So good. Little chunks of potato. Ugh, so good. <laughs> well, this is our soup review podcast. Two peas in a podcast. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for today. So Stephanie, anything else? We hope that after listening to this podcast, you learn that you can like each other very, very, very much. much. Oh.